Hello, 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 everybody. It is your girl. Once again, Joy has questions coming to you with another amazing episode. Fall is just around the river bend, so it is the last opportunity for us to, you know, get these crop tops out, make a couple of bad summer decisions because it is definitely about to be cold. Y'all know it's coming. Um, the guest I have on today, when I tell you she is just as gorgeous on the inside as she is on the outside, she's giving a fierce red lip. I'm like, yes, <laughs> knows that leopard goes with red. <laughs> Remember that year they tried to do it with like purple? I'm like, stop mm -hmm. it. This is not fashion rules. That's not how that works. I have one of the top makeup artists in the game. Definitely one of the preeminent ones to go to in Chicago. If you want to get a beat face and have your foundation match, shade. <laughs> <laughs> I have Emily Umuna in with us right now, and I'm super excited. Hi, love. Hello. It's so weird hearing you celebrate me like that, but I'm going to accept it today. Yes. I'm going to take that claim. You better walk in your, your rawness. That's right. Your Thank bossness. you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you. I just have a good time chatting with you. So, so Exactly, exactly. So first and foremost, you guys, you know how I do this with the you better know. And because I love Emily so much, I scoured the internet to find a black first in regards to this amazing makeup game and in terms of just beauty aesthetics period and I found Miss Bernadine Anderson so the only thing that drove me nuts for all the information I tried to get on her I could not find her birth date or like her upbringing so I'm still going to look and hopefully post it at a later date in time but what I did find out is that she is considered the first celebrity makeup artist in the industry that's dope period that's dope what is amazing about this woman is how in the 1960s, she kept knocking on all the studio doors, trying to break into the industry. She wound up having to sue Local 706. If anyone understands how unions go, especially in Hollywood, that is the union that you need to be accredited, to work, SAG-affiliated, all that stuff. She had to sue them in order to get an opportunity, not even to be fully hired, because there were no minority makeup wow. artists period within the industry so after winning that lawsuit she began her apprenticeship with warner brothers studios um she is the last person to be given an apprenticeship with warner brothers so and better understanding movie studios and how they used to work you know when we talk about the golden age of hollywood studios would basically give different contracts to up and comers, same thing with like Judy Garland, Ava Gardner. But they did that not only with their actors, but with everyone else. So if you were makeup, if you were behind the scenes and you were trained like school to learn what it was or whatever your craft was that you were trying to hone, and then you would solely work with that studio. Yeah. So to have your first opportunity to be with the yeah. iconic Warner Brothers yes. as the first black makeup artist on studio working with Black Stuntman's Association. She basically did the makeup for Coming to America. For, like she is, I literally just watched it last night. Right. That's she what's is up. No home within the industry. Also, she served as the makeup artist for Jane Fonda for eight years. And Jane Fonda sought her out. Um, side note, if no one has seen Grace and Frankie. Yes, that's my jam. <laughs> get your life. Lily Tomlinson and Jane Fonda are hilarious. Yes. That is one of the best shows out right now. I need to um, get back to that. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. Right. So in terms of just learning more about her, her makeup bag, her original makeup bag is in the Smithsonian for African-American Arts and Culture in D.C. Um, there's also various YouTube videos that you can watch on her. But the one thing that I just wanted to highlight, typically, if you have to sue in, into something, it makes it that much more difficult because everyone is already looking at you as kind of like you're a disruptor. Yes. 
Um, you're messing up what we are accustomed to, what we're used to. And it's almost like what I call the equivalent of what happened when Ruby Bridges went to school. Like all of that aggression mm-hmm. and all that hate gets poured onto you. So to combat all of that and still say, you know what, this is my dream. And if I have to sue to get into my dream, then so be it. So also, if you see pictures of her, mama is cut. Yes, ma'am. Snatched. <laughs> giving like seriously Alfre Reuter like she is doing it I'm like come on Joy, you better school us no she's fine as hell yes. like even in her 80s she is sitting here perched like Dan Carol <laughs> who like still knowing a good contour so that's who I just wanted to highlight for today that's what's up I, you know the one thing I like about that is a that sounds like a black woman knocking down doors making mm-hmm. sure she gets known in the game and the other part is that she started with Jane Fonda and you really think about it it wasn't that she was working with someone that was a similar skin tone to hers that's talent like back then she was working with someone who was a lighter complexion to her and for so long so of the makeup artistry in me is like that's that's some big kudos right there especially like and of course you know the evolution of the makeup industry I mean now it's like more palettes and hues and you know different offerings to choose from I'm like I'm pretty sure you had like cardinal colors <laughs> we have our the lighter shade either super dark and then maybe two in the middle and that has to work for everyone yes. you know so, so she was making it work and the fact that jane fonda sought her out yes. like but jane fonda's like that a you know, super she's, <gasps> yeah jane That's fonda a whole other... actually made a quote that i thought was so amazing and iconic because she is a true blue like equal opportunity yes. and that's why i really fought, fuck yes. i really fuck with jane fonda um but what she said basically is like men are given all seasons, women are only given spring. Hmm. And that's a really powerful statement if you think about it. Like, same thing with what Michelle Obama said. Men are allowed to, you know, or she said, I wish our girls could fail as, as horribly as, as boys do and still recover from yes. it. You know, like. We're not, we're not giving that. We're not not giving at that all. leeway, yeah. We won't let Monica Lewinsky live. And this woman and had a bag line, got like, you know, standards now. She literally is always going to be held to that standard of And in, known as that girl. Infamy, yes. You know, meanwhile, yep. Ray J can be out here having a family and dressing like the last, you know, samurai <laughs> with that, that super tight red grill jacket. Yeah, I'm like... No one thought about his pass. neck region. He looked like a sausage. <laughs> but we all, also, I just want to say, thank you, Grandma Bernadine. Seriously. For your Yes. Um, moving right into, so according to IG, there is a beef in the comedy universe. Oh, I don't, it, it's turning into like some West Side story, like the Jets and the Sharks. I don't know who side to be on. I'm just sitting here with popcorn going, well, this is funny, period. So, <laughs> So you legit don't have a side. You're just you're just here to listen. So there's so many layers at this That's point. True. That's so very true. Everyone who truly knows me, and what I'm talking about is this whole Cat Williams, Tiffany Haddish, now Lou Nailed and got into it. Leslie Jones over here, yeah. you know, popping off rounds. Yeah. I'm like, shrapnel layers. is flying yep. in Hollywood <laughs> this week with comedians. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? What is going on? Everyone has a time. Everyone has a time today, so that's where we're at. And I keep looking at everyone going, y'all have too much money to, to be, be sitting here that this is a real issue for everyone. When I tell you I would slide into the hedges like Homer Simpson and be on somebody's boat, relax the hell out. Like, Unbothered. Seriously, yes. it would be where in the world is your, You wouldn't know where the hell I was, okay? Minding my black ass business. But getting back to it, so 
Cat Williams got into it with Wanda Smith at V103, and then, like, her husband popped up with a super soaker. Cat Williams ran into a 7-Eleven. There's, there's issue number one. So now we have moved on from that with Kevin Hart responding on The Breakfast Club in an interview that he did with Tiffany Haddish saying how it's wrong for Cat Williams to say what Tiffany does not deserve because it's consistency and she does she has put in the work in the 10,000 hours my question to you is or rather let me back up a bit Leslie Jones is now involved because in his you know firing off rounds and shots at Cat he made the statement how um Leslie Jones was put on by like Cat Williams or like put it how he should have done more to put people in a position mm-hmm, around him. That, yeah. And Leslie Jones stood up and said, knocked on everyone's door and was like, excuse me, none of you Negroes helped me to get to where I was. In fact, she brought, I forgot what his name was. She, she brought up, it was a white writer from SNL who actually told me I had the chops. And she also called out Kevin Hart as saying, you told me to my face, I wouldn't make it. Hmm. I was like, well, that happened. Do you think it is insane that we still are living in an environment where black women or just women in general? We in Chicago, you already know what it is. <laughs> like, somebody having a hypertension issue on Sunday. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> um, so if you hear ambulances, either gunshots or gangrene. <laughs> like, but when it comes down to it, do you think we still live in a society where it's that patriarchal, like, women, you know, we got our shot because of the men that backed us. So in the makeup art you were from what I've been exposed to, where I see that happening is that there is this, like, hidden standard that male makeup artists are better than female makeup artists. Mm-hmm. And um, for the longest, when I first started in my career, there was always this request for makeup artists that was a male. And, A, that's feeding off of the assumption that they might be gay and understand, you know, what it's like to transform into a woman better. And they wanted that kind of experience, I, I'm assuming, that um, that male would deliver, which was so confusing to me because there are amazing makeup artists mm-hmm. that are men, but there are also ma- amazing makeup artists that are women. Um, I'm talking to one. None so. is, <laughs> neither is better than the other. So for the longest, I didn't really realize that that was, you know, that there was something wrong with that. It was very normal that, you know, it was male makeup artists was put at a higher standard than the female makeup artists. And so that's where you start to see that. Um, and that still continues now. If you think about the industry and people who are involved in a lot of these celebrities nowadays, a lot of their makeup artists are the men. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does not take it away from their talent, but I think there is this hidden, again, underlying unspoken standard that a male makeup artist is just someone that they might feel like they can trust better. Um, which is weird because, you know, as a woman, I understand the beauty of a woman. Right. You know, so that's where I see it um, evident in the makeup artistry world. And and that's crazy. Like, you're coming from from the perspective of, of, like you said, the beauty industry and makeup, and then here are comedians. I still feel like I don't care if you are the first wholesale black sausage salesman, whatever. Like, it just, it still is like this question mark of like, Oh, he's so authoritative or he would look at what he's bringing to the table. And he is just so funny. I'm going to say this. If you don't like it, fight your mama. I have always said, I do not think Kevin Hart is funny. What I think is 
he is a comedic pop star. Yes. And he is palatable. He's sellable. And also, call a spade a spade. He is consistent. Yes. And he works hard and he outworks everyone. I'm not taking that away from him. What I'm saying is, so does Leslie Jones. Yes. So does Monique. Monique has been blackballed. Yep. Like, no one will even touch her. So does Whoopi Goldberg and all these other female comedians who are hilarious, who have had to do twice as much work as their male counterparts. If Kevin Hart then had a whole ass sex scandal <laughs> and still. Yo, I un- forgot about that. Right. <laughs> He's a, you're allowed to forget about and not saying like you have to continuously be held to that mistake or that dumb tweet or that dumb moment in Miami you had with a stripper, whatever. But that's the thing, like they're allowed to fail, allowed and, to yeah. fail, allowed yeah. to fuck up. Let me sit here and like somebody's Facebook page. Oh, Joy Scan, look, look at what she did in two thousand six. Yes. How can we trust her? How can we, what? And that's the thing that is so frustrating because it's like, as women, on top of everything we have to go through, you have the audacity and the unmitigated gall to now sit here and be like. We helped put you, put in, you this, in this platform. Right. You you might have been a vessel, but I'm like... And if you think about women, when they help people, they don't need to mention that they help somebody. They just kind of do it, and if that person has that I feel like if growth, your spirit is right. True. I think true. in this generation, especially with social media, and like it's all about who has verified you, who has given you that platform or that clout, it's more difficult to find those authentic people who don't need that. Right. Like you want to be connected to whoever's Exactly. Yeah. Like like hey, not even trying to be funny, right? So I I did an article that'll be coming out soon and I'd let you know ahead of time, like, I mentioned you, you know, just because like that's what I feel you should do. It's like working professionals no matter how big or how small the platform is. But I didn't do that out the thing of like yeah, girl, so you can shout me out. Right, right. Tell it. No, it literally was just like, you know. I would want someone to do that for me if I didn't sit there and did a professional service for them. That's reciprocity. That's respect. Yeah. Not, oh, she plugged, so I'm going I'm to tell them, like, she did my lips. Like, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, in a plugged world. And it's yeah. so frustrating because people would fall the fuck apart if they didn't have a blue check mark by their Yes. Name. And I'm like. They're selling. That's how you know it's, it's deep. You can buy a blue check. I'm, I've just, seen it on the shade room where people are like buy, buy your verification. I'm like, I'm like, y'all do understand like there are social media um, equations, like true blue equations that you can sit here and do to figure out if your metrics are authentic or if they are purchased. They don't care. And <laughs> they just want that blue check. <laughs> this is a lot. We've come down to the blue check. Seriously, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. have you blue checked yourself? Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> are you over here having emotional like feedback? <laughs> Next up, though, in this part, I laughed from a good. I laughed from a Nat Turner place, like the <laughs> when I heard this story, I was hollering because I just. Long story short, it barely has come out that these two white male celebrities. Now I know I have to explain it because people will be like, who the hell is Tom Arnold? So Tom Arnold has been in the industry for years. Um, he's known as being Roseanne Barr's ex-husband. Mm-hmm. If I don't, I've never thought him to be funny. I think he looks like a sack of potatoes. But <laughs> that is just my opinion, okay? Someone somewhere thinks he's attractive. Mark Burnett is 
a super Hollywood producer. He is behind Survivor. You always was, see his name at the end of those shows. Okay. Yep. And not sharing the byline with anyone. It is Mark Burnett. Like, he don't even share with his wife. His wife is Wilma Downey. I hate that woman. Wait, she like, <laughs> you know how she's there, but she was all touched by an angel. So if y'all remember that show, that used to come on CBS oh, no. on Sundays with Della Reese. But yes. 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 <laughs> that little angel will never come through. Andrew, he had like that. Oh, <laughs> the white gosh. man with like the, the bottle. Where do you get this from? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I'm going to go home and watch a couple I know. Of I was like, I haven't watched that in a while. <laughs> should dig Angel that up. and Promised Land was the shit oh on gosh. Sunday. So shame. But that is um, Mark Burnett's wife. I say this to say, like, they are known in the industry for, like, Christian programming. Right. Mark Burnett choked the hell out of Tom Arnold at an Emmy's after party. Emmys. ain't nobody talked about it. No. And this, the fact that, like, even when I brought it up to you, you were like, what happened? That's what I'm saying. I just found out today. Today, years old when I found that out. I hollered. Because all I can imagine is, like, Robo with that, like, oh. (laughs) That's what all I could see was that. Or him, like, be like, I'm choking you out in the name of Jesus. That's all I envisioned because I'm just like, how did they even get happen? How? Like, explain this to me. My only thing is this I am an equal opportunity person when it comes to, you know, calling people out. If you were going to call Cardi B ghetto and Nicki Minaj trash and how dare these black women embarrass themselves at this white event, you've got to call them all out. Who? First off, half of America don't even know. And if it's coming down to money and who makes more, Mark Burnett is a gazillionaire. This man is, like, wealthy on a whole nother level and super plugged within the Hollywood sphere. Where is the the Mm -hmm. gas Mm -hmm. at this happening? At least Cardi Cardi didn't even get her hands on Nikki. He, for real, choked Choked this man out. What do you think of when it comes to, like, the double standard, Justin, period? I mean, for the longest, anything someone, a black person does just seems louder and more disruptive, right. even though we're doing the basic things that all humans do. Um, so there's definitely a double standard when it comes to, you know, I'm not going to go back into like simple things like crime, but if you really think about it, that's a whole other avenue we can get into. Mm-hmm. We're held to a different standard. You know what I mean? Because we're black and because it might sound and look different, all mm-hmm. of a sudden, that's worse than, I mean, this is a pure example. He actually put his hands on another individual. And that's not being talked about. Let me tell you something. I would have been so happy if it was me. I'd have been like, I am paid for the <laughs> right. I'm I'd good. have failed the fuck Thank out. I'd have been you, like, I'm free. <laughs> Get Thank me you, Mark. I would everything. <laughs> I would have been like on the ground crying <laughs> and mentally being like, Jesus works. Because I was tired of going to the office. My big break finally. Okay. Like, <laughs> Look at God showing up. And even when I think about the background of how they probably go got into this, Mark Burnett also um, is behind the scenes or one of the creators of The Apprentice. Mm. And then Tom Arnold has been recently in the news for the documentary the Vice, that he is yes. doing, the Viceland piece that he's doing criticizing the Trump administration. So it makes sense as to why it was going to be an on-site situation. But still, it's just like, I don't know if, if you know, Tom, Tom seemed also like the type of man. That'll, th- I'm not touching you. And then, yes, like, when you smack say, him, like, yep. Then, when you Dang smack yelling. him, it's like, you're the person that's going to get in trouble. That's the worst type of person to be around. 
because it's like he was definitely I feel the Nicki Minaj in this situation (laughs) the taunter oh totally yeah Yeah. answer the question you know and it's like Mark is like look (laughs) you got two more times (laughs) before Jesus is gonna have to come off this cross and save you and that's clearly what happened but I still when I looked at it the double standard though it, I mean, it's the same thing we see here. Now it's an opioid crisis. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm not even trying to be funny or to be disrespectful to my family. I had several family members go to jail over marijuana charges. Yep. like And do, like, time. hard time. Yep. <laughs> like, you'd have thought they killed somebody. Yep. And it's just like, so where's their restorative justice package? Because I'm like, we were given jail options or, or we're hard in criminals. Now it's like. We need to embrace Brace them and help them we need out. To, and and, I, and yeah. we do. And yes. here's the thing. But they all do. We do. But that needs to be on everyone's plane, of the playing field for everyone. Yep. Or it's like therapy works for everybody. You know, it's you don't go to prison to be reformed. If anything, right. you go to prison and you come out worse. Yes. I was just going to say that. Like there's very few people that I've ever seen go to jail and actually come out and be like, you know what? Great experience. I learned. Yeah. I really learned. Maybe Mark will be. No, he ain't going to jail. (laughs) You know that will not happen. (laughs) No. No. He going to show up. No one's even. Again, no one's even talking about it. Not even discussing it. And that's the part that like just cracks me up the most. Lastly, I'm going to end. This is a random. (sighs) Okay. So the New York Times that Amarosa and oh, Angela Bassett confused. And when I tell you, I sat there and I was just like, how dare you? And too big of a platform, you're making that mistake. I mean, not just, you had one job. Truly one job. You could have binged it, you could have Googled it, you could have went to Alibaba. Whatever search Alibaba. engine tickles your fancy. Who the hell? sent that up and put that out there, especially to compare two women that are like on opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Omarosa ain't never going to a cookout again with black people. Like we don't, I don't see, I couldn't see it for that woman through the eyes of God. Like, no, Jesus would have to threaten me with like, if you don't, act right if you're around her i'm never letting your edges be moisturized oh my again. gosh moisturized. like it would have to be on some king midas oh like girl. everything i touch would have to fall apart <laughs> angela bassett has been giving us regalness class consistently poise, a body fashion a hus- like goals since 2000 millennia ago like she is that woman how could you confuse though seriously all you had to do, especially nowadays, you just spoke to all the different ways you could have looked it up. And not only that, like, how disconnected are they that they can't identify the two different women, especially Angela Bass has been in the game for so long. But there's also that lack of possible not caring, like, lack of care. Just throw the name on there and then keep moving. I'm almost at the point now where I feel I'm like, yeah, this is on purpose. I'm trying to avoid saying that. I don't like conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. but I do, but I don't, but I do. Because <laughs> I'm like, that just, it truly doesn't make any sense to me how you could sit there. First off, A and O are several would- letters apart. <laughs> and I'm like, if y'all and- have got Blake Lively and Taylor Swift confused, the world would have blown the fuck up. People would have been like, how dare you? 
she's a part of the Me Too movement. One is married to Ryan Rent. Like, how could you? And it's just like, how could you? Exactly. Yeah, and that's and that happens pretty often where they mix us up like that. So it's just willful ignorance. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's just like. Okay. okay, I see what you did mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. You you tried it, mm-hmm. and now we're going to have to bring you back. And she says she's taking care of it. Angela's response is, like, I'm taking care of it. So then they issue that apology. You know, That's when you hit, see, that's what I, <laughs> don't get it twisted. My man might have played a lawyer on Law & Order SVU, but we have good ones. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't get the acting job confused <laughs> with who I have on retainer. That's okay, <laughs> like, We're not that couple. I'm like, you better come That's for right. auntie. I'm like, hit it with the cease and desist, mm-hmm. retraction, and public apology. Yes, yes. You took care of that. From the editor-in-chief. Yep. She was like, no, Handled. I want the top one That's right. to say our bad. <laughs> All the way goes. And we also don't give enough credit to Courtney B. Vance. Courtney B. Vance. Her husband. Oh, yeah. You are the husband yep. of Angela Vance. And yep. you know what is funny? You know she dated Forrest Whitaker. Word? What mm-hmm. was this? This was like early on in their careers, and he dumped her. <laughs> well, I'd have been up well, in Black well, Panther well. in between every <laughs> every take. But like, hey, Zuri. Remember this? <laughs> Remember me? <laughs> like, Did not know that. And this body? Yeah, they dated, like, okay. early on. Because that's the thing. Like, they were all, like, I guess the 80 equivalency of, like, you know how you have Gabrielle Union. Right. You know, like, all of the 90s. Group. They, right, yeah, right, they okay. were the 80s version of it. She was, like, she was friends with Courtney B for years and just didn't look at him like that. Wow. And I'm like, how could you not? Courtney so B. Vance is, is fine. Handsome. <laughs> like, he is handsome. Yeah. Seasoned, Forrest, well Courtney. Yeah. I'd be like, where's your big ass? I'm like, like looking at you, you got a nerve to have an ego. But that's enough. So according to IG, we're just going to end it right there. And now here's my favorite part of the show. So I have a question. Yeah. I thoroughly, like I said before, so happy to have you on the show. Just a little bit. Background of how we met each other. I used to come, I worked at an agency that was across the street from um, one of your workplaces. And when I would come in, you were always so nice to me because I wasn't into makeup at the time. Like, I was the girl that thought, sadly, bronzer went everywhere on your face. <laughs> when like, that I use it, sadly. That's, that's not how that goes. Yeah. Um, so you would always, like, help me out with, like, I just want a lip gloss or, like, something simple. Yes. But the more I got into makeup, like, I always would seek you out. And so then, like, through social media, I was like, I'm like, man, she's out here killing it, doing it. People, like, fly in to see her. She goes elsewhere. And so then it just, like, blossomed from there. Now, fast forward to when I had my first photo shoot yes. for my website and everything. So much fun. It was. That, that makeup was therapeutic. Me, it really was. Yeah. Like, I felt like I was having, like, a calming woosah yes. moment. Like, you got this. You can do this. And lo and behold, I did. So every chance I get, I throw you on the tag. Like, she did my makeup, y'all. <laughs> get yours done, you know? Yes. So definitely love you to pieces. How did this start? <laughs> because I'm just How like. How did this start? Um, so I started playing with makeup at a young age. Well, I say young age, but now I look at people who are 14, 15 year old. That's normal. They mm-hmm. do their brows and their makeup. But I was got into makeup at 14 and 15 years old. I was mad tomboy. Um, originally I went and bought makeup. I literally woke up one day, walked to Walgreens, bought me some black Opal and Posner because those <gasps> were the yes. black brands, um, that were, you know, locally at Walgreens. And originally I was buying makeup because I had really bad acne. 
And so for me, it was about masking a lot of the scars. So originally it was for me to kind of get through a really rough patch of like not liking what I was looking like. So um, the more I started using it, um, my mother is definitely a person who's definitely, she's not a diva. She's definitely on the artistic side. So we always were drawing, sketching, sewing, using our hands a lot. But I didn't think that that would lead to anything. I was going to go to law school. Um, so fast forward, friends started asking to do makeup. I wore makeup in high school. That was not really accepted. But then later on, um, continued to play in it. Um, dabbled in it when I worked at Victoria's Secret. There, Victoria's Secret used to have a full beauty line. Played with it there. Again, people were asking me to do it randomly. So I, again, took clients and friends. Um, and then ended up working for Sephora and Elizabeth Arden. Hey. Which I'm like, they didn't have my complexion and they didn't have a lot of colors. But you got to start somewhere. Right. And then um, I worked across from the MAC Cosmetics at Water Tower. And that was the goal. I was like, I need to work at MAC. I wanted to work at MAC. Like, that was just in my mind because I knew that that was a group of women and people um, I should say, who were able to express themselves. Like, they weren't shamed for wearing makeup. They weren't shamed for wearing the style that they did. And so um, that was where I wanted to be. And I, I just, that's all I kept thinking about was, once I get to MAC, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's when like I said, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I mean, it, like, it literally. Give me the golden that's ticket. That's where I wanted Watch to be. Watch me work. Right? <laughs> I didn't know how, but it just made sense. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so, um, luckily enough, I worked at the Elizabeth Arden Counter. There was a manager at the Mac counter named Tanya and she actually recruited me. Um, and then 11 years later, I'm still there. Um, and the one thing I will say is that being at, in that brand or being in the makeup industry and being with Mac has opened doors for me to meet so many other people. Um, because it's such a trusted brand. Mm-hmm. We are constantly flooded with, um, especially back in the days before there were other brands with people who had, they were celebrity status or they were a uh, status of that can connect you to celebrities or people that were more well-known. So they would know, um, where to find a good makeup artist at Mac. Um, remember flavor of love? Yeah. So flavor of love, like season three, there was one time where someone from VH1 called the counter and was like, no, we need you to come and do the show back then. I didn't, res- I didn't appreciate the opportunity. So I didn't take it on, but just to identify what, the standard was for people that work for MAC Cosmetics and makeup artists. That's who you sought out, the makeup artists from MAC Cosmetics. Right. Um, so word of mouth, I've just been blessed in this journey, and um, I'm so happy that as a young girl, as a tomboy, my parents let me play in makeup mm-hmm. because I taught myself, and we didn't have YouTube or Instagram. Um, girl, you're fine. And so with it, I still don't know what to do. <laughs> <And> so- <laughs> I will give you a natural glow. <laughs> Don't ask me about what to do with my You're eyes so and all the stuff. Like, that's cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of mistakes, but you know, for me, the mistakes make you better. You know, mm-hmm. when someone says no to me and I have to correct something artistry-wise, it makes me better. I thank them for that feedback. And so, um, I again, I've been just so blessed with people that it's word of mouth mm-hmm. and it is about the energy. People want to work with good energy. And that's what I was about to say, what goes hand in hand. A lot of times people forget you can be super talented, but if you have a nasty disposition or demeanor, like people will work with somebody else. So word of mouth is what are those words that people are carrying in their mouths? Because they're either carrying something that could be your next job or they're carrying news of, yeah, she did well, but no, you somebody else. One, that is the main thing I say when people are hiring you, they are hiring your energy. Mm-hmm. People want to be able to trust you in such an intimate environment. And to your point, um, with you doing your photo shoot, it was like bringing that calm 
energy with me to make sure that you were ready to perform. You know what I mean? And same thing for weddings and same thing with, I think that there's this misunderstanding for celebrities. If you're working with a celebrity client, they don't want you to be fanned out. They want you to be calm and chill and, and just there to do a job and give them what they need. And maybe sometime just head out when you're done. You know what I mean? And so for me, I think that that is the biggest thing I tell people all the time is that you are selling your energy. You can have amazing artistry, but if you are not bringing the right kind of professionalism and the right kind of energy, people don't want to work with you. And I've heard people say this, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it's very important to protect your name. And um, for me, understand, I really love working with people. So in terms of that, then what you were saying, like when you started, there was no Instagram, there was, you know, no social media, obviously with yours being a visual aesthetic, that is your calling card, the beauty industry. How do you feel about social media now? Like, do you think it's a gift and a curse? Because I, I truly, I type or not even type, I click on one makeup tutorial. Now I'm on a rabbit hole <laughs> of 40 million girls showing me how to like contour or how to use Fenty Beauty or whatever. Yeah. Or Mac. So do you think it's a blessing and a curse when you've like been doing this for so long to differentiate yourself or you're just like, no, I'm good. Uh, well, here's the thing about me. I, glad that I'm blessed with the ability to be flexible mm -hmm. because the old school makeup artists, um, a lot of them were kind of fighting with the whole social media trend because a lot of them established themselves by learning the true, um, way to do makeup. And what I mean is they've, they've established Ooh. themselves by going to school, okay. et cetera. Yeah. And so a lot of these makeup artists nowadays, even though I'm self-taught, I did definitely put in the work, um, it's easier for them just to click on a video and kind of think they understand makeup. And so there's that fight and struggle. For me as a makeup artist, I understand that this is a trend that I got to get with it or get out. And so for me, it's, it is about, you know, understanding the algorithm, if you will, about social media and how I can be more involved and more connected and adaptable and adaptable, but still being true to my style. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's very important as a makeup artist or in, in many careers is making sure that you're not looking at other people and thinking, oh, I got to change to adjust to them because not everybody wants what's popular. Um, so it's definitely one of those things that, especially for makeup brands, has definitely caused um, um, some disturbance, if you will, because now they're allowing other makeup enthusiasts um, decide on what makeup is best for them. And so a lot of companies were not ready for that. Um, the company that I work for, I try to find a way to work with it because I'm like, well, let's take the social media and let's talk about why products are so great, you know, mm -hmm. make sure that you're including everyone um, as we did years ago. And so um, I'm glad that I'm choosing to go with the flow for social media. But as we we're talking about the blue check and how important that is, it's the same thing with makeup artists. And the interesting thing is I've taken on gigs of makeup artists who are popular, who have canceled last minute or did not show. So at I the end of the day, because the sunlight is getting on to me, that's ground. <laughs> like what? <laughs> you are popular. You've got all these followers, but you can't even be consistent with your work. Like that to me is so important. My name means more. You know, I always say protect your name, um, but because they have that that many followers or that standard or that level, um, people don't hold them accountable to that, and mm -hmm. then they're disappointed. And then here I am to pick up some of the pieces. So. Yeah, I think that's the one aspect though that you bring up with social media that I find with all industries now is a true issue when you're dealing with like influencers. It's the fact that even if someone, I feel like sometimes it makes it easier for you not to hold yourself to that standard or to because I always oh, just one person, you know. Yep. 
and it's like who cares yep. i'm popping i got all these other people yep. that i could easily make up the slack for and it's just like no but if you truly are dedicated to your brand and giving everyone that quality service for whatever it is i don't care if you're selling jumpsuits or you know concealer or whatever you're yes. doing that is a reflection of your character yes you know your business so that you bring up a really good point of like there's always someone to be like no I will catch yeah, all of these coins right. that you all that's clearly right. are letting fall out the sky because of your lack of work ethic. Absolutely, yes. And, and that's a big thing. Or I've heard, had people who have prioritized their celebrity clientele over other bookings that they've had of people who are non-celebrities. And I'm like, everyone is special to me. Like, you know what I mean? Because the consistent coins. I saw coins, my cousin was like, you made me feel like a celebrity. Yay, like, that's I the goal. <laughs> she got to see my empty-ass apartment because I don't like buying furniture. <laughs> <laughs> she was cool <laughs> works for me like, you know to me because that's like i value my my clients all of them and it's it is about if you really think about the consistent coins don't always come from the celebrities you know what i mean if you think about celebrities have tons of hairstylists tons of makeup artists tons of stylists so in order to keep busy all the time you've got to prioritize your non-celebrity clients as well and i call this thing quiet money and quiet money are those clients who probably own businesses you know they're established they're not on social media they're not popular but they will book you for their galas back to back mm -hmm. and they will spread the word to other people so for me i just enjoy and value all my clients so that's what's important social media leads us to believe it's all about the celebrity client but it's about everybody let me tell you something you can have quiet money but bills can be loud so yes, yes, man, at the look, end of the day you need everything to be right. taken care of and to respect yes. the fact Comet is staying on because of everyone. Thank you for helping me. You That's know, facts. so in terms of, and this is an aspect that also I think piggybacking from social media, I feel like when you're in the beauty industry, you also, whether it's hair, makeup, nails, whatever, you kind of almost turn into like a therapist, if you will, oh because gosh. when you're in those intimate moments, you wind up like, maybe this is the person's first date after a divorce, mm -hmm. like whatever the situation can be that you're dealing with them. What is it? Do you ever have moments where you find yourself being like, man, this generation, you know, so beautiful on the outside, but you feel like you're almost like the, a doctor in a sense, like stitching people together. Because makeup also you, is like you said, you started using yes, it because it was covering acne, you know, yeah. acne. It can allow you to hide. Yes. I uh, first of all, you hit on the nail. Where, that's why it's so important about the energy, because we are therapists. People share their most intimate and private moments with us and so again it is about a making sure that the makeup artist is someone you trust mm -hmm. um but to your point this generation compared to uh, you know older generation they're worried about the wrong things it's crazy because i get customers and clients who are in the hospital or they're waiting for someone in the hospital or someone in their family just passed and they're coming because they want to make themselves feel beautiful then I get another generation of people who are coming in to get their makeup done for some, in my opinion, some of the things that I'm like, that's, that's not even important or valuable, but you're so obsessed with it because of what other people think about you. And so girl, the NBA draft scary. party is coming. Like, can you just give <laughs> me I'm some content? I'm going to hook you up. But, right. my, but what they're, what they're concerned with is the, are the wrong things, like what they value. And I'm like, Yo, just leave with gratitude. I'm like, those people and those things don't matter, but it's hard to tell them that because they're dealing with social media. Mm -hmm. You know, social media tell them another way. But yeah, there's definitely one of those things where I want every woman to feel beautiful. It doesn't have to be a full-on beat. It could be just brows and lipstick, whatever it is. 
when you feel good, you know what I mean? When you look good, you feel good. But there is definitely this this layer of this generation. They just are they're concerned with the wrong things. It's a little scary. I think when I think about um, especially when I just when I'm looking at the makeup and everything, I don't know. Like, I just never remember it being this time consuming. And now also I am someone who casually uses it. But even sometimes I'm like when I'm looking at like just the levels, even when they speed up the videos, I'm like, <laughs> if you need that much coverage that you truly turn into a different person, I was always taught makeup is supposed to accentuate, enhance. you know, or yes. thank you, enhance. My yes. mom always said makeup is supposed to enhance <laughs> the beauty I gave you, the, be- yes. <laughs> you know, like, the beauty yeah. me and God gave yes. you. And I'm like, thanks, Linda. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Linda. But it's, it's true, you know, in that sense. But if you drop me in a pool, I'm still going to come out relatively with the same face. Like, I'm not turning into a completely different person. Do you think it's like, I feel like, my opinion is, it's just trapped in the self-worth. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I mean, makeup has become transformative. Like, there was a time that I questioned my makeup artistry because I was like, the before and afters don't look so dramatic as all these other people who are posting that people love. And first, I'll be want to be clear. Like, I feel like people should do whatever they want to do with the way they look, especially mm-hmm. because at the end of a day, you'll be so wrapped up in it, and life will be over. So, I, I I understand whatever makes you feel good. However, being in the makeup industry and like from where I began, where I was doing a lot of the trying to conceal and cover for flaws that I've had, I've learned to also learn to take care of myself and love myself more to take care of the underneath, so that I wasn't so dependent on the makeup as heavily. The dependency. Yeah, the dependency on it. And is so what does it. I do need my brows. Don't get me wrong. And a colorful lip makes me feel amazing. But the generation wants to walk around looking like they're filtered. And and then throw the filter on top, top of the filter. Of the filter. Yeah. And as far as the time spent doing it, I take pride in my makeup artistry. One of the things is that, um, in my opinion, if it takes you two hours to do makeup, you're in the wrong field because two hours some, some is people, that what those speed up videos some people might take two hours to do their makeup and give me a good like 30 minutes to do full on lashes and everything and i'm good because a time is money but if you're a really true makeup artist if you're on set or behind the scenes on fashion week or something you don't, you don't have that have much that time, time to do it a so fashion a good show is only art- like 10 to 12 that's what people forget fashion shows aren't even that yes, long yeah so, again, those are people who enjoy the process of makeup and they're doing it, but they're leading other people to believe that they need to spend that much time doing your makeup, and no one wants to wait around for that. Like, enjoy doing it, but, like, there's just so many layers, and I think that it'll change again. We'll start to mm-hmm. see a change again, but right now it's just – it's a lot. Um, it's fun and artistic, but i not trying to be funny. I always want to know where are they going. Like, with that much ma- – like, you know what I mean? With that much – let me tell you something. Where are they going? The day it takes me two hours to put on makeup, I better be in a casket oh, and something no. like, and it won't and even matter. Even that, right? <laughs> and even then, like, it better be some stuff. Like, I, it's, well, it's over two hours. Exactly. Like, like, you better make me go home to my savior, like, looking beat. Oh <laughs> like, my that's God, all. Like, I, I don't care about that. That's the only time it's going to take two hours. That's I insane. Two hours. Yeah. And again, at where are you going? Like, do you see those people walking around with that makeup that you see on YouTube? I don't see them. So I'm like, you know, again, it's for those who want to be artistic and kind of playing it. But there's a disconnect that you don't have to take that long. Realistically, if you're going to an event, it doesn't have to be that much makeup. It doesn't have to take that long. Exactly. In my opinion. 
So in terms of like with you having not only having your standard or, you know, um, built in clientele and your, you know, your book of business that you have done a phenomenal job of maintaining and expanding. Then you have your celebrity clients that you also do. Then you also are a preeminent uh, makeup artist with Mac working with them for years. Girl, how do you have a personal <laughs> life? Like, and it's, it's true. And that's the thing. Like, I love asking this just so you know, it's not me asking this to be nosy. It's the fact that. I want people to understand like fully what it takes and what it goes, what goes into having it all, or rather I should say building your professional dreams with your personal ones. Um, first of all, I enjoy working well, and I should say not working. I enjoy being productive. Like I enjoy working on projects. I enjoy keeping busy. I enjoy starting something and seeing it to the end and seeing the result. So for me, even when I'm freelancing, that is something that has given me the experiences of, to places and to do things I probably wouldn't have done on my own. And so like if I'm um, someone flies me out somewhere, I take advantage of whatever thing I'm going to be in to also have time to enjoy for myself, but also there for work. Um, the other part is being around like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Like if, you know, there are some people that might be in the same industry as mine, but they're, they have time to like do some more like partying, hanging out. That's not my group of people. You know what I mean? And so I find like-minded people that understand, like, this is work time. Um, it'll definitely be last minute. I should be able to text you last minute. I love a spontaneous date and hangout. Um, and so those are like-minded people. We're all busy, but we find ways to squeeze in um, personal, random, like, fun. Um, do I wish I would say yes to more events? Yes. I wish I had more time or had the um, energy to attend more events, mm-hmm. especially to network. Um, but I think being around like-minded people so they understand, like, She's working, but she'll be free. So I'm going to keep texting her. Right. <laughs> She's going to say yes one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So this now this is me just having a fan come around because I'm like, you're so pretty. I'm like, oh. how do you do like, I know your DMs popping just in the sense of like where you got him with the <laughs> boy, yeah. I'm focused. I'm yeah. working. Go away. <laughs> like, how uh, do you balance that part? I do have a boo. Um, but congratulations. The, well, this is the thing. Like. It is about even in that relationship because I'm not a person that's needy mm-hmm. and neither is he. And I don't What's know. What's zodiac? I'm a Capricorn. Okay. Yeah. Y'all didn't know. That's what's up. So there's a level of respect that he's seen my journey and he understands like, oh, she's going to be doing X, Y, and Z. And we're going to get our, our hangout time in when necessary. And that's seeing that's so important. Again, like-minded when it comes mm-hmm. to that. Um, as far as like, like, like the whole DM thing. I don't really give off the DM vibe. DM vibe come in and talk to me, holla at me. I'm just so focused in like work and 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 I think I give that off. Mm-hmm. And so um it's not as crazy as because I'm just I don't come off as a needy person that needs attention. And I'm not saying that that's the only people they'll reach out to, but you can tell. And I don't I've never been the kind of person that gives that off. I I give off the you going to respect me. And so that's what I get. But again, finding balance and a like-minded person that understands like, you know, she's working and I'm not going to disrupt that. I think that's something that when I even think back, the neediness for me more so is like, to be honest, I didn't, I had more so work or like it was just school or, 
yeah, I was doing other activities, but I wasn't necessarily like truly booked and, and like had one thing to do into the other. And now I look up, I'm like, if a text message doesn't get replied, I'm like, I, I truly don't care. Cause I'm like, I have so much shit to do. I will forget about it. Not, and not to not be so, rude. Not on purpose, but yes. But as I look up, I'm like, huh, man, yeah. this all day gone. Right. You know, <laughs> like, but that is, I think also a big component of it. Like when you have your own thing going it really does help you like to streamline in terms of what's important and also what you do want to give extra time to. Yes. And, and again, I think I had to like, let's say just for my friend, my group of friends, you know, when I'm, when I hang out with this group of friends or these people, am I fulfilled? Mm-hmm. And so I started looking at that more and started focusing on the people that would fulfill me or give me whatever that I was needing versus just hanging out just to be hanging out. Right. And it's like, I can't waste that kind of time. And maybe some other people have time, but I don't. So I'd be a little bit more picky with how my time is spent. And it's valuable, you know. And so streamlining your group of friends and making sure you all are on the same page is so important when you're so busy, you know. Gotcha. Would there be anything, and this is like wrap up, would there be anything that made you go, I love Mac, it's been a great opportunity, but where do you see your brand evolving? You know, like you, you clearly have a beautiful established brand. Like there's, I've never heard whether stranger would, I've never heard anyone speak, you know, ill of you, which I think also is a testament to just like that's that. <laughs> right? I'm like, that's so important to me. As you're like, I'm not let, perfect, but that is, that yeah. is, let I try. me know after this. Right, right. Someone has something <laughs> to say. No, like truly I've never heard anyone say something I try, I try. about you. So, when it comes down to like the brand and everything that you're trying to to build, do you see yourself evolving like still within Chicago or like what where do you want the Emily Umuna brand to go? Um that's a great question especially at this moment because I have given 11 years of my life to the brand that I work for and so I have made the decision that this year was going to be about um being more selfish and establishing myself and the great thing about me is that I can put as much passion into the brand, my brand as I can into myself. So it's not mm-hmm. like I will, you know, not doing do what's necessary for me and what my company expects me to do. But there's definitely more attention on Emily. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this whole year, it is about being more open to opportunities. Um, and if that means leaving Chicago for the first time in a long time, I've been okay with being like, yeah, I can do that. Like, I can see myself exploring more. You owe it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what you will see is, like, this, even sitting here speaking with you, is about me exposing myself more. Hey. And um, the more I put it out there, you know, the whole manifest thing, the more you speak on it and the more that you put it out there, the more that you believe in yourself because there's definitely a, possi- a such thing as being too humble. And I was doing that for so many years. <laughs> now it's time to toot toot my horn. Um, and so I'm focused on right now, like, putting myself out there and and really centering uh, my brand about what speaks to me more. Mm-hmm. Not comparing myself to other people, but, like, what is Emily known for? What is her thing? Um, and so this is, like, the perfect time. And I'm putting it out there, like, things will start to change. Yes. Specifically for me. This is so cr- Oh, my God. I'll tell you why afterward. I'm okay. like, girl, you better speak live. I'm, I'm speaking. That too. I'm working on that. You and Todd got that bad. Like, and it's yes. just like y'all will just sit there and like hone in on what the person needs. Yes. I'm like, yes, you better give me this inspiration. Yes, yes. Um, but no, and that's something that I definitely the main reason why I wanted you here was like your vibes, the energy that you bring, the fact that you have you're an open book, but like not in the sense of like attention seeking. Yes. And that's something that I've always like loved and respected, especially for you to be 
as hell when it comes to makeup. Thank so, you. Thank you so much thank for coming Thank you for having on. me. <laughs> and then, you know, I will be in now that I'm like trying to get more so into my, my whole beat. Yes. My face. You come see me. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, so thank you again, love. Thank you. So good. Yay. Last but not least, just wanted to end my show with my usual, my motivational message. I cannot, like when I say Emily, truly, this is the whole point of what I was going to bring up. So not only did Emily make a really good point in her interview, but Kevin Hart, everyone was focusing on like his words and what he said and the fact like, oh, Kevin going in. But when I sat back and looked at the situation, it represented something that I have always had an issue with and what I find will not help you with any brand or any, you know, uh, progress that you are trying to make with yourself professionally. You have got to couple your consistency with letting people know about that consistency. When you are someone, though, maybe you are that person that is more so behind the scenes. And it is just based in the fact that you don't want to come off like humble bragging or like, look what I accomplished. But at the end of the day, when it comes to that saying, if a, a tree falls in the forest and no one's around, it, it make a sound. The answer for me has always been no, because it's like someone needs to hear yeah. the noise. Someone yes. needs to know what is being done. If whether you believe in God or if you don't believe if you, you can be an atheist listening to my show, I don't care. But whatever your faith based or whatever drives you, you have got to be OK with other people knowing about that talent that is inside of you. Mm. That's the only way that you are going to progress and move forward. And also when it comes to word of mouth, if I don't know what the hell you doing. There is so many people in industries everywhere that are known as that preeminent and they may not even be the best, but what they were the best at was marketing themselves and letting other people know what the fuck they were doing. So at the end of the day, you can't necessarily be upset when you're sitting here necessarily. Maybe you have a product or a service or a social commentary or whatever. When someone else got there and put in the work and let other people know about yes. the work that they were doing. Closed mouths do not get fed. Speaking in every different situation. And there's nothing wrong with also when you were speaking, saying I got here because of this person, that person got whatever, like those, those cornerstones of your foundation that got you in that position. But please be okay and get more comfortable with opening your mouth. Hmm. Because when Kevin Hart said, Cat Williams had the shot. He was that guy. He stopped being consistent. He stopped showing up to promos. He stopped doing the things that are what people rely on you when you were trying to get sponsorship, when you're trying to get that next opportunity, when you're trying to get more people that buzz, you know, as everyone says. Those are the things that will be your biggest downfall. If you don't have consistency or if you have consistency and then are not confident in yourself to tell anyone about it or to go out and network, or to sit here and stay up all night doing emails, or to, to level set, or to check in. It will be your biggest downfall before you can even get your brand off the ground. Hmm. So, as much as I love Cat and Pimp Chronicles, and this shit right here, like I forever will be iconic, but let's be more like Kevin this week, hmm. and a little less like Kat, hmm. in the sense of let's be more vocal about what we're doing, coupled with the hard work we're putting into it, and let's not fuck it up or be our own biggest downfall. Yes. I want everyone to have an amazing week, and 
I'm not even bringing up 45 no more. Like, I do whatever. He's just like, nope, you're not getting Don't this from me. Seriously. The clock's like, two more years, man. That's it. I, if I can just focus. <laughs> we're almost in 2019. <laughs> like, like, we're good. We made it. Okay. Like, every year I'm like, oh two gosh. more. Let's go. Oh um, but, yes, I hope everyone has an amazing week. Um, you know, let's start to bring out our winter clothes and start having conversations with our dry cleaners. I'm tired of seeing people come out with them wrinkly ass windbreakers because you let fall sneak up on you and you didn't want to adequately iron your clothes. So that being said, have a great week, everybody. And I'll catch you later. Bye.